Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies today. I'm your host, James Selter, and what a win we are coming to you after last night down at Citizens Bank Park. A thrilling 5-4 to four victory for the Phillies in a game that really just felt like a loss. I mean, you're sitting there watching the bats ice cold, four hits through seven innings, and just Unable to get anything going defensively. A disaster. Alec Bohm with three errors in the first two innings. Just a, a mess. We'll get to Bohmgate. Uh, Lip-reading gate. The whole thing of it all. But baseball first. The other stuff later. The Phillies really um, struggling last night. Ranger only goes a couple. Can't really get anything going. We'll go through the specifics of it all. But obviously the defense did not have his back. And the bats were ice cold and just unable to get anything going inning after inning after inning. Got some great bullpen work. Shout out to Nick Nelson. We'll dive into that. But ultimately, the Phillies find a way to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. An eighth inning rally. Phillies had one inning. One inning last night, and they won the game. It was a beautiful thing. It really was. It was Again, it really felt like a loss. I was so sure. They were going to lose that game. It really was, and it's crazy because, you know, the lineup is stacked, and that's what you felt in that eighth inning is, you know, the JT homer, and then Cassianos gets on, and Reese gets the hit, and Didi gets the hit, and we're all kind of like, you know, oh, my goodness, this is exciting. Um, you know, you should have faith. You should have faith that this lineup is going to be able to, to come back in games and keep the Phillies in games as the season progresses, but, you know, we haven't seen this lineup do it that much. We haven't seen this lineup play baseball that much. So it was still just in the moment watching the game, at least for me. Certainly a a pretty constant feeling of nerves and concern and, and just uh, unsure that they were going to find a way to come back and, and win it. And a thrilling victory. You know, a, a, a four games into the season, we already got a uh, – uh, to to – 
quote my buddy Jack Fritz, even though he didn't say this about last night, but he probably would have. It's a, a game that should go in the video yearbook. You know, you'll be watching that one in the video yearbook at the end of the season. Um, it was an awesome. It really was. It was a, a unexpected, thrilling Phillies victory, and I will take it. As again, it started slow, as uh, the Mets go up three nothing in the first. Just a absolutely abomination of a night defensively for Alec Boehm. Yet, you know, gets on base three times, comes to the plate three times, gets on base all three times. So, you know, it's hard to, um, you know, you got one one end of the coin and the other. Alec Boehm is, is yet to get out this season. He's a thousand on base percentage. But, man, just some tough, tough defensive plays. Three errors in the first. Uh, two innings from Alec Boehm. The one just... Sails a throw. Just, he looks so uncomfortable out there. I mean, he is just flat out not at their basement. I mean, that's it. End of discussion. You know, it is, it's over. It's over from a defensive perspective for Alec Boehm. He cannot play third base. And we knew this coming into the season, but this is just, you know, insurmountable evidence, as they say. It is just, it's done. It's done. The guy will never be at their basement. And we'll get to the, you know, lip gate, lip reading gate in a minute uh, after we round out the game. But, um, and we'll talk about Bones' future, but um, he can't be a third baseman. You know, <laughs> whatever else we decide uh, for his future, he cannot be a third baseman. He just can't play the position. He's he, like, I, I don't even think he can be a minor league third baseman. A major league third baseman is way off the table. Like, this guy cannot play the position in the majors. It's a shame because. You know, the, the bat is is heating up a bit, and it's exciting because, you know, I think he can hit. I think he'd be a really good hitter in this league and stuff. Can we just get, like, 60 H's? Is there – and now that the DH has come to the National League, can we just expand the role of the DH so that four, five, six players on the team at once can be a designated or because no team has ever needed that more than the Philadelphia Phillies is, as, you know, just a team full of DH's. Um, but we'll get back to Bone, but it was frustrating the first three innings, um, giving up the three runs in the first there, and uh, frustrating for Ranger. The uh, runs end up being earned that he gives up anyway, but obviously if he had gotten help from Bone, I don't think he ends up going two and two-thirds, three runs, five hits, one walk, but it was not a great outing for Ranger. He did not look sharp. Um, just kind of didn't have it last night. And and look, this is what we expected from Ranger, right? We came into this game expecting that, you know, he didn't have a ton of time to get ready for the season, that, um, you know, the whole visa issue was already kind of behind schedule and all that, and, and he came out and looked it. So uh, I'm definitely not going to be too concerned about that start for Ranger, but it definitely was, it wasn't a great start. He didn't look very good, so we'll see where that, that progresses. I'm not concerned about Ranger, but it was not good. Shout out to Nick Nelson, though. Without Nick Nelson, where would this Phillies team be last night? I mean, the game's over, and and it was one of those games, you know, we've talked recently, and sadly, I'm sure we're going to talk about it a lot more as the season goes on, because Joe Girardi, buddy, not the best. Not the best. He's just not. He's just not the best. But he also has this tendency that we saw over the weekend, and, um, you know, that we... I'm sure we'll see, again, as the season progresses, where he has a tendency to kind of just throw games away, or not necessarily throw them away, but say, you know what, I'm not playing to win this game. You know, I'm not I'm not solely focused on winning this game. I'm going to keep my pen. We got some more games coming up. 
And, you know, if Nick Nelson can go out there and give me four innings, great. And if he can, he can't. Well, Joe Girardi, Nick Nelson should uh, you should send Nick Nelson a fruit basket as Nick Nelson is the reason they won that game as much as anybody, just keeping him in it. Nelson just lights out. I mean, truly uh, gets through the first three innings, just no issues, shut out. Uh, like 30 pitches, three innings, just crushing through it. Ends up going four, giving up one run, which was a run that uh, he left the game with two outs and a runner on second. And then Sir Anthony did not do him a favor, came in and gave up a uh, RBI single that scored a run, uh, Francisco Lindor single, and then um, able to get out of the inning. And then Sir Anthony did give him a nice clean inning after that, ends up getting the win. Um, but but Nicky Nelson, man, Nick Nelson, seriously, like that, you know, one of those guys you never really heard of before, you know, or if you had, you didn't know a ton about him, certainly weren't counting on much, and you know, not saying we still are, but last night Nick Nelson was a stud, man. That dude looked absolutely awesome. Came in, the stuff was there, you know, um, the movement, and just got outs. You know, got big outs when this team needed outs, and it. In a big way, I was I was incredibly impressed with what Nick Nelson did last night. He really, he won them the baseball game. Nick Nelson was the player of the game last night, without a doubt, in my opinion. And uh, when this team needed a, a bridge guy, I got to just kind of keep him in, and he did. He really did. He was fantastic and, and just enough keeping him in as it's just inning after inning of, of no runs, no runs, no runs, no runs, no runs, and then we get to the seventh, and... That Lindor single, and it's 4 nothing. And there is something, too, about the 4 nothing versus 3 nothing of it all. As, as dumb as it is, there is something with, you know, 3 nothing's a save. 3 nothing is you just need two runners on and a homer, and you tie it up. Like, there's something about looking at 3 nothing and it just feeling more manageable than 4 nothing. It's, you know, obviously all in our heads, but to me at least, feels so much more manageable. than uh, 4 nothing. But, yeah, it was 4 nothing ending in the eighth. And, again, it was at this point we have six outs left to go, and I just... I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good. I really didn't. I did not feel good about the Phillies' chances in this spot. And thank goodness they proved me wrong because, man, what an eighth inning uh, as the Phillies just able to get to the Mets' pen with a um, a real important, real massive inning there as, as Drew Peterson had pitched well, um, finally leaves the game, then Trevor May, Jolie Rodriguez, and Seth Lugo would end up being the guys to give up the runs may have left because of an injury, so that kind of helped the Phillies out there. But we get to the eighth. The Phillies down four to nothing, and it starts unassumingly. As uh, look, who did it start with? You know, and we're going to get to it, the Bohm stuff. But Alec Bohm starts eating off with a walk again. One hit, two walks in his three plate appearances last night. It was a super important walk. He gets on base. Yoan Carmargo. Um, I didn't get it at all in the moment when Girardi pinch hit with Carmago for Veerling. Like I get that he's clearly going to go to Carmago defensively in the inning if the, if needed, but you're down to four runs at that point. Um, I didn't get it at all, both righties versus a left-handed pitcher, but you know what? Good job, Joe. You were right. It worked. Carmago, a little bloop single in the right field. It was huge. First and third, Schwarbs comes up. Schwarber. An RBI ground out. It should have been a, and here's a big one. This is a, a shout out to Kyle Schwarber here because it was a double play ball. First and third, double play ball. They get the runner at second. Schwarber beats it out to first. 4-1. Boom scores on the play, and that was super important. 
because they would need those outs because Bryce Harper's going to strike out coming up. So big, big, big job by Schwerber to beat that out. Schwerber is, you know, he's a big dude, you know, not a great fielder and all, but he's quicker than I thought he was. He's not like slow. You know, he's not fast, not slow. I was impressed with Schwerber's last night getting that done. That was a big RBI ground out. Followed a batter later, J.D. Real Muto with the hit of the game, at least uh, other than game winner. But in terms of most needed, blast one to left field, his first homer of the season. Four to three and we're in it, right? You know, you're feeling it. J- uh, Harper comes up next, doesn't work out, but now there's two outs. And this team just rallies, man. This team just rallies. Nick Castellanos works a walk. A really good at bat, too. You know, fouling balls off, 3-2 count, the whole thing. Works a walk. Reese Hoskins comes to the plate and Reese rips a double to left. Castellanos hustling around the bases. I was sure he was going to get thrown out. I was sure he was going to get thrown out at home. And he wasn't. He beats the throw. Tie game. I can't believe it. I'm sitting there like I'm with my wife. I'm like, can you believe it? Can you believe it? You know, I was really, it was, it was really fun. It was like fun baseball is back in Philadelphia last night in a big way. Um, it was just also, you know, that first type of game for us of, of the year, you know, there's, there's nothing more thrilling than a comeback win. We know that. That's what makes fun teams fun. And we saw it last night as then D.D. Gregorius, obviously a uh, absolute train wreck of a season for D.D. last year. Um, so far better. Obviously not a lot of uh, evidence so far for D.D. Um, but uh, massive hit last night. Goes two for four, but... Um, the hit of the game, the winning hit, as he um, rips a single into right, ends up being a double. Hoskins comes around to score, and it is five to four. Phillies, unbelievable. We're heading into the ninth, and then who doubted Brad Hand? Not me. No one ever doubted Brad Hand. Uh, just kidding. Brad Hand coming in for the save, as uh, you know, a lot of um, questioning of uh, you know. Weird night for Girardi, you know, in general, but it does uh, it does at least appear that Corey Knable had the flu or flu-like symptoms, and that's why he was not available, but a lot of us on Twitter and on social media, and they're like, where's Corey Knable? What are we doing here? Why is he the closer? What's happening? Turns out Girardi had a reason. Uh, Brad Hand comes in and shuts it down. Did not see that coming. I was super nervous for Brad Hand to come into that spot, and Hand comes in and throws some strikes, gets some calls, gets some outs. Boom. We go home with the 5-4 to four victory. Shout out to the Phils. Shout out to the Phils. What a fun night. What a fun night. It really was. And again, it was a night where, you know, I just didn't see it coming. You know, it caught me off guard. It caught me off guard, this team winning that game like that last night. Now, again, it was against the Mets, so, you know, feels right. Classic Lowell Mets situation, but really... um, a thrilling one. A couple scary moments. Bryce Harper grabbed his elbow after a throw to the plate. Everyone's freaking out. Hopefully he's fine. Looked like he was fine. That was a little scary. And then the boom thing, which we'll get to in a sec. But um, on the whole, just an unbelievably thrilling, exciting win last night. Really, really. It's uh, baseball's back. Last night it really felt like we're back, folks. The Phillies are back. Baseball is back. This thing is exciting. And and last night felt like a special win down at the ballpark. It really did. And, you know, it's early in the season. There's still so much time to go and all that. But, um, you know, down 4 nothing in the eighth, you usually feel pretty down about a team's chances against a division rival always. And 
and this team fought back, and they found a way to, to grind and win, and I think that was a really good sign for this team, a team that you know, was going to be count on, on winning games with their offense um, when they were in a position where it felt not hopeless, but you know, on the on the way to hopeless, in the realm of hopeless, um, you know, they kind of fought and and battled and found a way to win. And uh, it's a, if nothing else, a good sign for this team. Look, there's a lot of baseball left. It's a long season. It's a marathon. Even if they had lost last night, I would have come on here and said, "Hey, relax, just a game, early. Let's not get carried away." But they didn't. They won, and and I'm not going to get carried away. But I'm also gonna. Take it and file it away. That that team down for nothing in the eighth fought back and won the game. Like, don't hate it. You know what I'm saying? Don't hate it. Um, all right. Let's get to the bone thing. The other really, I mean, maybe the story of the night as much as the um as much as the um win itself. Again, a thrilling win, but the bone story. So Bohm has the three hours in the first uh couple innings there. Just a tough Tough showing for Alec defensively. Really just looked awful. And again, nice job offensively this season, so it is the conundrum. But um, the cameras capture Alec Bohm coming off the field at the end of the inning after uh, making a play and getting a Bronx cheer, as uh, as they call it, a sarcastic cheer after the play. Uh, goes to Didi and says, I bleep and hate this place, is what he says to Didi. Um coming off the field and um at first it's you know the video is captured it's going all over twitter and and it's a uh, a game of lip reading right it's a game of no he didn't say i bleep and hate this place he said i hate those plays no he said get me out of this mess or this like everyone had the everyone had an opinion turns out he did say what everyone initially thought he said i bleep and hate this place and he admitted it after the game and um and to Alec Bohm's credit really owned it Really said, you know, I was frustrated um, in the moment. I obviously, you know, don't mean it, but I was upset. Here's actual quote from uh, from Bohm after the game. He said, um, I said it. Emotions got the best to me. Do I mean it? No. It's a frustrating night for me. These fans, they just want to win. They're great. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Uh, props to him for, for owning it. You know, he could have lied and said it was something else, said he's something different, said, you know, I hate those plays. Like, that's such an easy, no one would ever know, other than Didi, right? He's never going to ride him out for that. No one would ever know if he had said, hey, guys, I said I, I bleep and hate those plays. Like, that type of grounder, when it comes to me, I have to make the overhand throw or whatever. Like, he could have he BS it away, right? Like, he could have. He didn't. He owned it, and um, I'm fine with it, you know? I get it. It's frustrating. You're getting ripped and all that. Um, I think it's a concern moving forward because I don't think all Philly fans are going to be as okay with it as I am. Um, He's a kid. He's young. I mean, now that I'm an old man at the age of 40, um, you know, I see a 24-year-old or whatever he is in this situation. I can only imagine what I would be like. Um, But he owned it. You know, if nothing else, he stepped up and said, my bad, man. I said that, and that was really dumb of me, and I, I'm sorry. And I appreciate that. You know, I can't ask for more from him than that in this situation, but I also get that there's going to be a lot of fans who, especially when he's struggling, are going to be bringing it up, are going to be reminding him of it. It does create a precarious situation in this city with this team. 
Um, ultimately, I think the Bohm situation runs a lot deeper in that, like we talked about before, but but this guy can't play third base. He cannot be allowed to play third base in the major leagues anymore. Certainly not right now with this Phillies team. And, and with that case, you know, it does hamstring you as a team. Like, unless the Phillies want to get weird and start playing Schwarber and right, Castellanos and left, Harper and center, which after the elbow last night, you know, not itching to add more to Bryce's play defensively. Um, and then D.H. Bohm, which would be just a juggernaut offensive lineup, but, um, you know, I don't see them doing. Um, there's just no real answer for this. You know, where, where are you going to put Bohm? You know, you can play him at first on days Rees gets off, but Rees is still playing. There's every other spot with the D.H. in the outfield spots, on, they're all taken. And, and you know, you're not going to sit those guys for Bohm. I, I really like what Bohm's doing. He's not Nick Castellanos. He's not Kyle Schwarber, so on and so forth. So... Uh, it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot for the Phils. And, and last night only adds to the situation. Um, again, like there are going to be a lot of people who are pretty upset with Alec Bowman. And, and I get it. Look, you know, he said, I believe and hate this place. And I'm all right with how he owned it and all that. But I don't love that that his first response to, to committing three errors is screw Philly. You know, like how about... My bad. I bleep and hate myself for playing like that. Like, that's what he should be saying. Like, I bleep and hate myself for sucking at third base. That's what he should be saying. So the in the, in the moment itself they did it, I don't like it all. I like that he owned it. I like that he came out and at that age was able to say, listen, I said that was dumb. My bad. Um, but I don't love that that's his reaction. I don't love that that's his mentality that, you know, he's making errors and then he's like, oh, I hate that they're booing me. It's like, bro, you know. Be better. Do better. I mean, you should be a third baseman. That's maybe not your fault, but be better. Do better. I just no sympathy for that from that perspective. Um, so I don't love that. And also, it's just one of those things that, you know, if he's feeling that way uh, about Philly, not really the type of city you want to, you know, have an adversarial relationship with. If you know, We're not... We're not great at those with our, our players and former players and whatnot. Um, it won't be fun for him. Uh, but I think bigger, you know, just the idea that if he's feeling this way, if he feels this about the city, about the fans and all that, this you're in a precarious situation where um, he's not getting better at third base. He's not. He stinks. He's a horrible, horrible, horrible third baseman. One of the worst I've ever seen, legitimately. Like, he is too big for it. He doesn't know... Where the ball's going to go, he doesn't know what he's supposed to do in each situation. He's a horrible, horrible, horrible third baseman. So, you know, that is what it is, I suppose. But I don't see it getting better, and I see there being more errors and more mistakes and more issues down the road. And if he already hates it here, these situations are going to come up. Last night was the first night I've really thought, like, all right, let's, you know, build up his offensive um, value as much as possible. And they might need to trade Alec Bohm. Yeah, they might need to trade Alec Bohm. And I don't want to sell low on him. I don't want to give him up for nothing or whatever. But um, I just don't know if it's going to work here. You know, with Stott up now and looking like a good player and the, the situation they're in. And it sucks because I do think Alec Bohm can hit at the majors. I do. I think he can hit in the major leagues. I don't want to give up on him. Um, but the way this team's constructed and it's built, like, you know, what Alec Bohm can get you is probably a lot more valuable than what Alec Bohm's going to give you in the situation we're in. You know, especially, again, as someone who cannot be put at third. Like, you can't do it. It doesn't work. Don't do it. So it's a it's an interesting situation. I'm sure the um, 
the you know bleeping hate this place is going to be the story, but I think that the follow up to that is is what's next with Bum because uh, you know again you pretty simple I feel on that one hate that that's his first reaction when he's the one making errors, but then also I appreciate that he owned it on the whole not great you know this is Philly you know we don't love it when people hate us we're not great at it we try and be better but you know we're not ideal at it and the problem is that as much as you know you would want to believe that he won't like. Alec Bohm's going to keep making errors. He's going to keep making mistakes. It's not going to be perfect for him here, and there's going to be Bronx cheers. There's going to be booze. There's going to be spots where dude needs to have a tough thin, tough skin about this and be able to go out and do his job. And, and look, he did last night with it, so, you know, props, but we'll see. Um, I definitely think the the Bohm situation, so to speak, is going to be one to monitor in a number of ways moving forward. So I think it's going to be... You know, interesting, if nothing else. All right, uh, back at it tonight is the Phillies. What a win. I can't believe they won that game. It's unbelievable. Back at it tonight, Zach Wheeler on the other against Tyler McGill. McGill, a nice little pitcher for the Mets, has already had one start this year. Looked very good, granted, against a horrible Nationals team. Um, Wheeler, it'll be really interesting to see Wheeler tonight. I'm excited to see that dude take the hill. Obviously, we know he's not going to go deep into the game, but after all the shoulder stuff and not really seeing him in spring, I'm very excited to see where he's at and what he looks like because obviously, as we all know, such a crucial, crucial, crucial part of this team and their chances this season. So big one tonight. Um, really excited for Wheeler McGill. Another 645 start. I was a fan of that. So let's see if the magic continues. If they win tonight, it's a series win, baby. That'd be another one. So uh, uh, fingers crossed. Can't wait to watch him. It's going to be a fun one down at the uh, the bank tonight. So um, go Phils. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it and. Uh, See if there's any more fallout from the the Bone Gate and all the other stuff. But either way, we'll definitely be back to talk some Phillies Mets tomorrow right here. Uh, so again, uh, until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.